there it is. Happy. We are live. We are live indeed. Happy Wednesday. <laughs> Hello, everybody. It's Hello. good to not see you. <laughs> we need an audience. <laughs> we're, we're our own audience. Oh, that is a very good point. Yeah, I don't, I wonder about that sometimes. Sometimes I think we find ourselves entirely too entertaining. <laughs> you gotta you gotta find yourself entertaining before you can push that out, I suppose. So that's a, I'll take it. Right, me too. All right. So this week we're going to be talking about embracing your journey and being open to change and what having compassion or having compassion for the idea of change. Yeah. That, that's an interesting soundbite right there, right? Having compassion for the idea of change, having compassion for the change, having compassion for yourself when you struggle with embracing change. I mean, that, that idea of threading compassion through all of it is a really good one, I think. Mm -hmm. Kind of like that uh, that other brilliant realization that you had about release the other week, which we're just going to not talk about at this moment because we have ideas that'll come later. Indeed. You know, we've got to keep people guessing, right? So. I always keep myself guessing, so. Isn't that the isn't that the isn't that something you know and it's really funny because what do you think like sometime i i through my life and i've had to be because i've I, you know had to be very self-sufficient my whole life um i had to be pretty firm in what i believed you know and what i thought was true or how i thought something worked or whatever and it, it over the years it was really hard for me to let go of what i thought you know changing my mind and even as i go through this journey there's things i thought when i first started that i've changed my mind about since then so how does that fit in your life in your journey in your alignment with true north Ooh, there went a shameless plug Ooh, nice. um yeah, it's a little late on the on the hot key for that one. Yeah, that's a, not that's that was my fault. I didn't give any warning. <laughs> I should have known if I was listening to my intuition. I should have known it was coming. Um, I don't know. I feel like it kind of comes with age. That is you a know, very good point. Being open to change because if I think back to my my younger former self, uh, I was pretty pretty rigid in my ideas. I mean, I wouldn't be doing any of this right now if I was still rigid in those ideas because they were the exact opposite of basically what I believe now. Fascinating. Uh, or, what think, or what I think is possible. Um, I used to think that energy work, crystals, anything in the metaphysical realm even closely aligned with it was uh to put it bluntly a bunch of crap <laughs> and it uh you know i guess it wasn't until that the uh the door was opened into that realm that i mean just really cracked just a little bit that i you know, was then more open to those ideas that it kind of started to just flow in. You know, it just started to make more sense. Right. Seeking either. I wasn't necessarily seeking those ideas. They just kind of started to fall into place. Yeah, kind of like you were following breadcrumbs or something, right? Yeah, breadcrumbs <laughs> that I didn't even know I wanted. You know. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's that's so um that's so it's because it's that's the big thing with the metaphysical right this work whatever we do um is the idea that so much of it is just absolutely unseen 
And yet, we have arrived at some pretty powerful validation through our, our, our you know, journey together and with other people that just can't be chalked up to coincidence. You know, it's, right. it's not like the mind reader thing, you know, which don't get me wrong. I have a, a very dear friend that is a mind reader and he's an amazing showman. And my guess is he's a lot more connected to that higher wisdom than he lets on. Um, but there's a, a psychology to that, right? There's, you know, pick the circle or the square or the triangle. And psychologically, they know that everybody, most people will pick a circle or whatever it is, you know? Right, right. Um, and so I think to some degree, some of that and some of those people out there that sort of take advantage of the idea that this work is not seen, um, make it difficult for us that actually work in the energy because that's what we do. It's not about being psychic or an intuitive or... Um, as much as I love to read cards and I do that, all of those things are a bridge between the human body and the energy, right? So it's a, a question of trust, the question of changing your mind to, of, about all kinds of things. And I think, what do you think it has to do with, um, So if you've got the mind, which is the ego, which is the, the human part, you know, the part that's here to keep you safe. So you've got that. Um, and then you've got the energetic side. And as you make that journey and progress, Fairies and gnomes and fly, fly in and steal your thought right out of the middle of your head. I don't know where it went. How bizarre is that? Um, I mean, it was a really good trajectory, right? It was a really good path I was going down. And it, I was following. Yeah, and it just sort of left. But I I guess, well, it's like this. Like, a, a, like the more work you do, the more work you're open to. So the more work you're open to, the more work you do. So things not just the mind changes, but your relationship to the unseen changes. Um, you know, we, we progress through levels of, of Amakua Key. We notice shifts in between those levels. Would we have been fine, you know, if we would have stayed at level one? Of course. Would we be able to do what we can do now? Maybe not. I don't know. Maybe we would. I'm, you know, but... Is it just the idea that you're open to not being so rigid in what you believe and taking a chance on the energy that really opens you up to be able to find a place where you can change your mind? Where was that question? <laughs> I think. I don't know. My, yeah. My brain is a question first. Then I was like, man, that kind of sounds like more like a statement. Like a... Well, I don't know. Change, change your mind one way or the other. It kind of does sound like one and it does, you know, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's interesting because I, I'm working with two people who are on very similar paths um, and have very similar abilities. And they come from different places, but still they seem to arrive at you know, they seem to arrive at, at very similar conclusions based on the idea of what it is they can do. That doesn't sound like it makes sense at all. And I, I'm sitting here thinking because these are actually people I work with. So I'm like, what are you stupid? Like, <laughs> you, you can't talk about people you work with, right? Like, you have to be careful what you say, um, lest they be identifiable. So I guess. I should know that that's an easy thing to do. I spent, you know, 20 years doing that with income tax work, right? <laughs> Getting accused of spilling the beans for people and being like, uh, no, sorry, <laughs> not me. So, um, all right. So what is something you've changed your mind about that surprised you? Uh, I don't know. Everything. I would say everything. <laughs> 
especially <laughs> well, especially moving into you know from having a background of not believing anything in the metaphysical realm, and then you know throwing myself into it full force. And you touched on it earlier, and it's it's you know kind of the the negative side of seeing is believing. Well, because we can't see any of this stuff, it's very difficult for it to be believable, which makes a lot of sense because as humans, we we use our eyes, our very advanced, you know, mm-hmm. oculars for mm-hmm. a lot of identification and a lot of how we navigate, you know, walking everyday life. So to throw those to the wayside and then try to get on board with, something new is surprising it is right i i remember when i first started doing the um the soul realignment readings and i did them for people i knew so because it's so structured and it's so you know it's really a protocol that's laid out i was like well of course i can get this right for people i know i know them sure right um but but I would hear, oh my gosh, like, how could you even know that? Or that's so spot on. But it was not until I started, you know, you practice on a certain number of people you know, and then you branch out into the idea of working with people you don't know. And I've done a significant number for people I don't know. And I remember in the beginning, the first five or 10 that I did for people I didn't know I, I'd walk in with my, you know, with my reading and my book to sit down and have the conversation. And I'm just waiting here. You don't know what you're talking about. I want my money back. You know, like this is completely wrong. And it never happened. And I was like, every time I was, it was spot on, you know, and I was like, hold on a minute. I'm connecting to some energy to find out about a person who's also connected to that particular energy. We can't see it, but those people are telling me that everything I'm saying resonates with them. So I, I, I waited, I don't know for how long, like every time I sat down with somebody I didn't know, I was like, okay, what, is this going to be the time it was a hundred percent wrong? And it never, it just never happened. So is 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 changing your mind about learning to trust and starting to believe in your own your own self i don't know worth or abilities or you know what i mean like is that part of the change in your mind and what happens when you really begin to trust yourself you know because in the beginning you don't trust yourself you you sit you know you do an energy session on someone you know you feel energy. You don't know whether or not they're going to feel it. You don't know whether or not it's going to create any change. And then two days later, they call you and or, or text you or whatever and say, oh, my gosh, I can't believe it. In the past, this would have done this. And today it happened and it was no problem or or whatever. You know what I mean? I mean, I think- we both have that validation yeah. that comes to us like that. Yeah, I think that I mean, it definitely... I need to get my piece of paper back. <laughs> my original thing that I was going to answer has also been uh, swooped up by the fairies and known as the pixies. So, um, what did you say? Oh, that that being open the validation, the validation that yeah, I mean, changes your especially validation is huge, and I think that. Uh, you know, trusting yourself is, is pretty huge. And I think, you know, not even just speaking in terms of, you know, doing, you know, energy work, but even in terms of just being new at, you know, being a human, you don't know yourself when you come out, you know? And so your, you know, your, your structure of how things are built up by those around you and, you know, those events that happen to you. And it's not until, you get to, and we'll circle back to the first point that I made, you know, that I didn't start to be open to change until I got older. You know, it's, it's when I finally started to discover myself for myself. And in turn, I think that would come from trusting myself. Um, 
you know, and going with my, my own gut and my own intuition without necessarily knowing about it at the beginning part of that journey. Right. Because um, there's some kind of a pull, right? Yeah. Which, I mean, which I probably wasn't even aware of. At, I know I wasn't aware of that at the time. You know, it wasn't until in the, the very early stages of my transference into doing energy work and doing all this stuff and playing with crystals and all that good jazzy stuff. <clears throat> but I mean, I, I don't think that I was open to change because, you know, I didn't know who I was and I didn't know what my own beliefs were, you know, cause I didn't have any, they were all put on me by my upbringing or, you know, by my, <laughs> my experiences which you know that takes us to one of our favorite topics of limited belief but we'll save that one for another time because that's pro that'll probably be a three or four parter <laughs> a month oh for sure on limiting beliefs but it wasn't you know have not not knowing who I was and not knowing that I didn't know who I was made it very easy for me to not be open to change, you know, because that's, that's what I knew were those beliefs that created my foundation of who I was at that moment, which is, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily identify with that person anymore because that wasn't me. That's fascinating, right? I mean, because who I was, was, was was shaped and and put together in the 60s and the 70s which is an interesting platform to jump off from um you know because there are a lot of things now that are different from then but i i think what's interesting is that um because i've always like for a very long time been sort of the loner or the uh you know not really been particularly outgoing in an in a situation that was not controlled by me so like if you walked into my office into my tax office i was all over the place i was loud and you know knowledgeable and everything you're, else you're but in your, your domain, your, your right zone. but the idea of me walking up to two strangers and handing the girl a crystal and saying here this one says it wants to go home with you <laughs> is just so outside of anything I ever believed, number one, that I was capable of, you know, like reaching out to strangers. Sure. Recognizing the energy of the strangers as, um, I, I don't know what word to use. Compatible is probably not the right one, but it's as good, good a one as mm -hmm. any. Um, and the idea that it would be met with not like who is that crazy woman why is she doing this but oh thank you i love it like mm -hmm. from someone we know is not particularly um yeah, I, ha I happen to know these people that you're speaking of right right <laughs> um and, and you know and, and she's not particularly uh doesn't find it easy to receive all the time correct so, I mean, the, the dynamic of that is mind boggling to me. If you really think about it, like the chance, like what are the chances we'd be where we are? Well, I suppose they probably, I think that was going to happen anyway. Now that I think oh, yeah, about I was, it, I'd probably, I was going to say a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I, because I think that it was, you know, it was one of those things. And when you start really to trust your intuition and your, uh, those things that are unseen, it, it's like, I mean, I recall actually hearing you guys didn't have a choice. Like we weren't yeah. giving you a choice. Right. So, um, I know we don't pull them out too much in this talk show situation, but we are talking about energy. They are energy and we connect to them. So there you go. That is what it is. I mean, that's, that's actually a talk show topic all by itself, right? Guides, teachers, angels, what does that look like? What does it feel like? How do you connect to them? That's kind of an interesting conversation, actually, if you think about it. Mm -hmm. um, 
but yeah, I mean, it, it's, you know, it's so, it's so fascinating because like, you, well, you, you and I both, right. I don't like that. That's way too feng shui. What does that mean? It's too complicated. We don't like complicated. There is, that is no secret about that. We follow the rules, but we don't like complicated. <laughs> and so when it was presented to me, and it's just, you know, I think that's kind of what led me to this uh, conversation about changing your mind. It was presented to me, you know, me, I'm the first one to tell you a rock is a rock. But what's bizarre about that is I tell you a rock is a rock, right? A crystal, a rock, it's a rock. And yet I will tell you, I can hear them speak to me, which is like, ridiculous right almost seems like conflicting ideas but they're yeah not it almost does um but i think what i mean by a rock is a rock is that it's it's a rock so the idea that it could have consciousness or you know some of the things that we hear out there in the world about crystals oh. <laughs> yeah right um and so I'm always like, you know what, run it under some water, do whatever, you know, whatever. Please don't put it in a, in a dish of salt because it'll be damaged. Most likely it will be damaged. Um, and then I, I had a session. I did a session on some stones, which was so bizarre because my first instinct is just message back and say they're rocks. Like, what are you talking mm -hmm. about? They're rocks. But the truth is they carried an energy that I recognized. And then when I, you know, said, well, this is what I recognize in the energy of these stones. Um, she's like, well, yes, they, they actually did come from a, a, from a graveyard. And I was like, well, that's what they felt like a graveyard. So I was like, hold on a minute. You know, like, what's the deal with that? So then I began, because I've always questioned the idea of setting the intention in a crystal, right? Like that, that's one of the first things they tell you when you create a grid or, you know, if you're going to work with a crystal, program it with the intention. And I'm like, what does that even mean? Like, I understand what you're saying. I know what you're telling me to do, but it doesn't make sense to me. And then along comes this, this particular issue. And I was like, oh my gosh, headstones, which are minerals, right? Rocks are set with the intention of protecting or, you know, guarding or watching over someone's loved ones. That is a powerful intention that was probably, you know, centuries old. And that intention mm -hmm. was so noticeable in, in these particular stones. I was like, huh, well, how do you like that? So even an old dog like me can learn to change their mind. So now I'm like, well, I'm going to have to go back and investigate these crystals. Although as a rule, I haven't programmed any with intentions because I didn't get it. You know, I just sit in the energy of them, right? That That's fascinating. So that's a new thing to play with as far as energy goes, right? Like programming, what can we make them do? Can we make them juggle? If you believe it hard enough, right? We can make them be our minions while we achieve world domination. Perfect. There it is. Perfect. There you go. Um, anyway, I mean, I just found it a really interesting situation because I was like, holy crap. And I saw it coming. I'm like, I'm about to change my mind. Mm -hmm. It was very strange. Yeah, I mean, I mean this is kind of just you telling that story kind of reset my, not reset my thinking, but you know, I was talking about, you know, when I was younger and I didn't know who I was and then I found, you know, all this stuff and that helped open me up to be open to more things. Well, also, when I took the dive head first into this realm. There's a lot of there's a lot of stuff out there that people put on you, even when you come into this realm that you all then also have to shake off because those really aren't your beliefs. And a lot of it was had to do about crystals because there's a lot of stuff out there that I necessarily didn't agree with. But it was so prevalent everywhere that I automatically took it on because I didn't I didn't I didn't know any better, you know, and I I wasn't aware of myself and my intuition early on enough to, you know, not trust my gut on that because that wasn't 
it wasn't just wasn't in my awareness yet how to do that or what really that meant. I was just one rabbit hole after another. And, you know, a lot of things that I heard about crystals, I was like, mm, but I'll go with it. And then <laughs> it wasn't until later on that I was like, oh, my God, what was I thinking? You know, but I didn't I just didn't know any better. You know, well, no, because because you go places where supposedly there are people you can trust or or you read, you know, you, you read it on the Internet. So it must be true. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. but well, you mean, know, that, but, or the true. books that are recommended by people that, you know, who are supposedly in. And you know what? I don't want to say supposedly in the know. That's the wrong word, because the truth is, if that's what they believe, that's the truth. Right. I do yeah. that much. I do believe. But I think that, you know. Um, when it comes to things like crystals and pendulums and, you know, all that. And I think we talked about that one week already. Um, I think people give them too much power. A rock mm -hmm. is still a rock. I mean, it, it's still a rock, but it can carry energy. Mm -hmm. So if it, it, it's actually pretty close to what Hibiscus Moon teaches in her crystal healer class, is that you're not really... Um, The word she uses is retune, not cleansing, not even clearing, but retune, returning it to its dominant oscillatory resonance. I like that. Right. I mean, you know, because, I mean, you know, if you think about what, before we turn this into a crystal talk. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, you know, crystals, they have, you know, a fixed vibration. They have, they have a job, they have a task to do. So you don't necessarily want, you know, to clear that out so i like i like how she words that mm -hmm. you know not, and not even saying that you can because that's how they exist you know so you're not gonna necessarily be able to change the fixed frequency of a crystal right you know it's, right it, it it has it has a job you know and those jobs work on us in various other ways but uh, right. So, but what's interesting is, and I heard it way more than once, was, you know, me, I'd walk around in that particular crystal shop and, um, you know, handle a lot of the crystals and fill them up with energy, right? Mm -hmm. And then people would say, oh, Angie's been here. <laughs> oh, Angie, you know, so, so what I actually think, and I think you are absolutely right that it's a fixed vibration, but I think it's like, it's almost like putting a layer around it, right? Or a coating on it. I mean, mm -hmm. that's not really it, but so when, when you retune a crystal, you are really basically ridding it of any other frequency or vibration that may be hanging around with it. I, probably not the most scientific of explanations, but, um, you know, that's, that, that is what it is. And as far as that goes, you know, cause I remember when I first started looking at, well, I mean, I actually have memories of being in crystal shops when I was like five or six, but not too much. But I remember when I first started sort of looking at them, um, it's really interesting because I, I actually, uh, never put this together before until I was really kind of thinking about what we were going to talk about, you know, all the little cards that are in the little dishes with the crystals that tell you what the, what the properties of the crystals are. Mm -hmm. And I remember looking at those properties and this is going to sound like, I don't know what it's going to sound like, but it is what it is. I remember reading those cards with the properties and they, that information to me felt exactly, Oh, do I, I'm just going to say it and then we can move on. Um, that information felt exactly to me what it felt like when I heard, when I, when I went to church off, hmm. not necessarily wrong, but off, like not evil in any right, way, right, right. but like it, it just didn't, I guess it just didn't resonate with me, I guess is the best way to put it. Um, at all. Like, I was like, what do you mean this rock can have an influence on my fertility? Like, or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, so, I don't know. You know, again, 
change your mind about stuff, I suppose. It's just really a fascinating journey if you really think about it and pay attention. Mm -hmm. And and there's so often that I really wish I had transcripts or something of conversations I've had over the years just to really see how much has changed. You know, yeah, I mean, where do you go? How do you build on it? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I cuz I I mean, I have changed uh I think I've gone through like two or three super supreme drastic metamorphoses throughout uh wow human existence so far. Uh, wow. That's a lot. I mean, you're not that old for it to be that many. Yeah. Well, two. I can think of maybe two. Now, probably three. One was a not so great one. It was like a, a re recession almost. Mm. Back into myself. Uh, I was, you know, super outgoing when I was a lot younger. And then <clears throat> we moved, went to a brand new school, struggled with assimilating to that and making new friends. Cause I used, I never, I never had an issue making friends or doing any of that when I, you know, we're talking like third third grade right now Went right. To fourth grade just couldn't couldn't do it just it was not doing great and you know there was a lot of outlying circumstances affecting that that i wasn't aware of that were having an impact at me at that point in time um so i mean i really like just shrunk down into the shell of a person um and it lasted that way for a a while you know, I would like come out in little spurts and that, but I wasn't fully allowing myself to do anything. Um, I think it was probably because I was scared of change at that point. Sure. And realizing it, you know, kind of one of those, you know, your brain goes into safe mode and you just doesn't want you to be, you know, hurt again or feel how you were feeling again. So it was like, well, we'll just stay where we're safe. We got us, you got me, and it's going to be great. <laughs> uh, and then it was probably my early 20s had a pretty wide awake uh, opening experience. Uh, we'll just leave that one at that because we don't have enough time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then that really, you know, just blew the blew the door off the hinges. And then ever since, you know, then since then I was, you know, back into my pretty outgoing self um, that I was when I was a child. So, you know, you know, bringing some of that child energy forward that it was hampered that's that's another good talk too that we'll we'll jot that one down um yeah and then and, and then the then the third one would be you know me stepping into this realm oh you got that one good nice um yeah but speaking from the idea of you know being open to that change and having compassion for that change it really didn't come till much later you know because both times you know i still had my free will in the situation not so much on, on the original recession portion back into myself as a child but you know i just i didn't know any better i didn't know what the hell was going on i was like 10. <laughs> right so uh where was i going oh right so you know now i have compassion for that change now because i'm able to look at it with a lot more understanding whereas before i kind of always just remember beating myself up about it you know without still being aware of what was going on you know i was just beating myself up for all the wrong reasons yeah right you know, right, I, right right I right any compassion for that change um but now it's you know like it was okay little guy you know you'll be fine <laughs> it was all worth it in the end you know right you know, right steps that we had to go through you know these or trials but what's the you word? know what though to a 10 year old to an 8 year old to an 11 you know whatever it is trials right yeah it is um and i think that's a really great topic actually for uh, for a talk show for, you know, for, for one of our, for one of our episodes, because that whole 
idea of revisiting or visiting with your inner child or that child or you know the, there's some powerful work there um there's some very powerful work there and right now it's a little bit trendy anyway embracing your inner child so we might as well get our two cents out there um but i you know because and this is an interesting to me an interesting place to take this is um you know that i believe that everybody's got inherent abilities right we all have inherent abilities we're all an empath we're all capable of you know uh whatever you want to call it a psychic connection or or whatever i believe that but mm -hmm. i think that um I think that we all have, and I don't know, it, it, maybe it's we're in a different place in our soul's journey, which has those abilities being closer to the surface or not. Um, so here's kind of where I'm going is like the idea of, and I know this is me, the inherent abilities that I had, you know, knowing things and, um, speaking to people and those kinds of things that I can do. Uh, they were there, but I shut them down because I was made fun of, or, you know, this, or because I had to raise myself from the time I was 16 or whatever. So I wonder if some of these changes come about because of those abilities reasserting themselves. Like, I, I do believe there is a way to shut down those abilities and a way not to do that. And naturally, a kid has no idea how to do it, right? Like, um, and what I mean by that is, you know, usually a kid will be fine with it, right? Because that they're close to, they're close to their, uh, they're, they're closer in age to their soul, or that doesn't quite you know, like to their entry into the planet. Like when my mm -hmm. kid used to tell me stories about when he was big, right? So I believe that if you just leave a child be with those abilities, they will evolve naturally or de-evolve naturally. But when a child is told, you know, I mean, I recall one person I worked with who would have conversations with her grandmother when she was a child, her passed on grandmother, and she was just squashed by her religious parents who said, we don't do that. That's heresy. That's the devil's, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it was, it wasn't really shut down. It was beaten out of her. But there's other things that can create that, you know, like I shut my stuff down because number one, people made fun of me. Number two, 2.30 in the morning, I woke up and I knew my mother had passed, even though she wasn't home you know, and that's the only memory I actually have. So it's like, well, I don't want to know that stuff. No. But yeah. then as you start getting closer to being able to handle those things, you know, you, of a mindset or whatever, I think they start to reassert themselves. And I think, I wonder if that's where some of those metamorphoses come from. And then if you embrace or have compassion for the idea of change, are those changes, those metamorphoses, easier than they might be? Do you, does that make sense? Yes. That was a lot, I know, but... <laughs> it was. But yes, I'm sure the answer is yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean... Supposed to be no, then it should be no. There was a lot to digest there, but I... I think that they definitely do reassert themselves. Um, Maybe I should learn to ask my questions in parts. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but that, okay, so they do start to reassert themselves. Okay, so now we look around um, the people who are empaths or whatever word you want to use, talking about how miserable they are, right? I mean, right, we do see that. Mm -hmm. So if those persons were more willing to embrace change and to change their mind and have compassion for the change, would their time of those abilities, those things reasserting themselves be easier? 100%. Right? Well, I mean, I, I mean, you know, 
How can it not be? I think. Right. Exactly. I mean, we all. How do I want to word this? I know, right? <laughs> um, I'm with you. <laughs> I mean, you know, that's you know, one of the old edges is the only constant is change. So, I mean, you, you have you have to be open to it. Otherwise, you're going to have a real, a real miserable time. And that doesn't seem that you doesn't mean I don't mean that that you should just be accepting of all change coming your way all the time because you know shouldn't do that either you know no. we have free will we can just do whatever the hell we want um, but I think that it's it's just important to be open to the idea of change otherwise I mean you're going to be creating so much dissonance for yourself. And you can only keep that up for so long before it wears you down and you do turn into just being miserable and not even just, not even just from, you know, people who have victim consciousness or any of that other stuff that we're going to talk about in a future episode, I'm sure <laughs> probably another month long one, but uh, you know, look, hindsight's always 2020, obviously always, always. always. Um, so if I look back throughout my life, like if I just would have been a lot more open to change or even just open to it at all, you know, things would have been so much easier for myself. And, it, you know, again, not saying that I had to accept every single thing coming my way, you know, pick and choose, use your intuition, your awareness, but it just, it just would have been easier and not even like because I know we've talked about this before. I don't know if it's been on the air or just in our some of our lengthy conversations offline. Um, but, you know, some sometimes it starts to kick in of like, oh, would I be farther along now if I just would have, you know, listened? And I think the answer is it doesn't matter. <laughs> I, I agree with you. 100%. That, you know, I think that it'd still be in the same place no matter what. But would it have been easier? Sure. <laughs> right. Exactly. Would, would you have, would you have had to struggle so so hard? And, and maybe you would have been further along because I I believe that wherever we are is exactly where we're supposed to be. Right. So could we have been further along? Um, could the two of us have been further along if at least one of us was able to stay on task for any great length of time? Probably. <laughs> Probably. Then we just would have got fed up with the other person being a space cadet, and that would just be exactly, exactly. So, um, but but that, and that's just you know that's just the two of us recognizing who we are and how it works and and what the process looks like. So, um, anyway, dang, it was good too. It was good, but it's gone. Uh, it'll come back in the last two minutes. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, yeah, that, that's, I mean, there's a lot of places to go with that idea of, of change and, and, mm -hmm. you know, where you are and where you might, where you might be. I mean, I actually can, uh, if I look backwards in my life and I don't spend a lot of time looking backwards, but no. if I look backwards in my life, I can see pivot points where, you know, if I hadn't done this, then this wouldn't happen. And, and that, that's the place where I wonder, you know, would I be exactly where I were? For example, um, arriving in Crystal Lake. So we lived in Hoffman Estates and I agreed for whatever reason to join a, um, what do they call that? Multi-level marketing mm -hmm. cosmetic sales company, which. Oh, you mean a pyramid scheme? Well, yeah, pretty much, <laughs> I guess. I, I, you know, I don't, I, I think it actually, I don't know if it was actually, cause it wasn't the, you know, the one, the cult yeah. one, although it's a little cultish with the lady with the blonde poofy hair. Anyway. Um, and I never, ever fell for that. 
Like I, I was always that person that they would pull aside and say, oh, you know, honey, you'd be great at this. And I'd be like, no, I wouldn't. I can't sell shit. Yep. And for whatever reason, I actually said yes. And I, you know, gave it a shot. I don't know why. I mean, I really don't know why I said yes, because I know better. You know, you know what I tell you mm -hmm. about selling. But I met the woman who worked at the phone company who said, well, give me your husband's resume. And she sort of greased the wheels, I think, a little bit for him to get into the phone company. And if we didn't, he didn't get into the phone company when he did, he wouldn't have worked where he worked. We wouldn't have met the woman that owned the house that we rented in Crystal Lake. And I might still be in Hoffman Estates. Right. So, you know, to me, that's a that's a pivot point. Um, which I'm always grateful for those things that I can identify, right? Because it tells me that all along, even when I thought I was making terrible decisions, um, I think I've been doing okay. Um, but I, I am starting to recognize, especially in some people that are around my age, that they're spending an awful lot of time looking backwards. I mean, serious amount of time looking backwards and, and, you know, revisiting and all that. I don't even like nostalgia all that much because I don't like the way it feels. That melancholy, I don't like that. You know, I like joy. I like laughter. I don't like that. But so is that another form of not being willing, willing to, you know, embrace change or, or have compassion for change? I mean, because if, if we're aging, right, like I'm definitely closer to that end of my life than I am to the beginning. I mean, mathematically speaking, it just makes sense, right? Um, and I suppose there's there are a lot of people, and I don't even know because, you know, my relationship to death or my idea of what it looks like is very different today than it was. Um, but, I, you know, it, it, there are a lot of people who are just like, oh, I don't. I, here, here is a great example. I don't celebrate my birthday. I don't wish to get any older. What? Going to happen anyway. Like, why give up a perfectly good day for getting presents and well wishes? Doesn't make sense to me, right? Never has. Yeah. Um, and the truth be told, I really have no idea how old anyone is. I told you that. I had no idea how. It doesn't matter. Like, I had right. no idea how old you were. I asked you one day because I didn't have a clue. I mean, in my mind, mm -hmm. you could be 20, you could be 40. It's the same, right? Like, it, it's got, it, it just is the same. So that is, is it too level? Is it, is it, do we, do we have to embrace like the human and the physical change? And then we also have to embrace the spiritual and the soul level change. Is that two different things? I guess it would depend what's in your awareness. I mean, it depends. Um, I mean, a lot of, a lot of it's a matter of perspective, right? Like, so for, for you, you don't like nostalgia, right? Like, I, I, when I, when I have nostalgic moments, again, it's just a matter of perspective. Mine are usually good. And I like, I enjoy that. It's like a, a reminiscing of like a good experience. I don't, mine doesn't come to me as like a, like a, a wistful longing, you know, oh. that were mine is like, and, 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 and to speak on, you know, looking back, I think, I think it's okay in small doses and depends small what you're doing it's, it depends what you're doing back there i mean because as humans we we share you know our experiences with each other well it has to have happened to experience it so we have to look back sometimes to share those things so i suppose is there a difference between looking back and dwelling i would think so yeah Maybe that's what I was kind of getting an idea yeah. of. I mean, you can like peek through the window, but you don't need to go sit in the house and, you know, sit in there. Ooh, that's a good one. I like that it's, one. It's because can... you said dwelling and then I thought dwelling. Yeah, of course. <laughs> dwelling in a dwelling, you know. Um, yeah. I think the yeah, one. Yeah, it isn't. Well, I guess everything is perspective, no matter what you're talking about, right? Right. Does, yeah, it doesn't matter. How you connect to receive and interpret energy, period. 
And, and energy is everything, right? It's words, it's actions, it's pictures, it's sounds, it's songs, it's music, it's Numbers. memories, it's everything. It's all the above. Um, I suppose, and the truth be told, because of the way that I move through life kicking and screaming, and we've had this conversation too, I, I have regrets. And and I have I have regrets looking backwards, not a lot, but uh, uh, at some of the times where I really acted like a jerk or a jackass or whatever words you want to use, like, and so I, I that's like one of the things, right? Is you have to when you talk about compassion, um, like when I especially when I was coming to the end of my tax office days. Um, I, I was known for being like a little intense, which a different kind of intense than I am now. Um, and it, it took me a long time to get to the place where I started to understand that at the time, well, it was a reaction and it was an imbalanced reaction, but it was a reaction to the idea that I was... Oh, somewhere in the neighborhood of a quarter million dollars in debt. And whenever somebody, and scared to death all the time. Mm -hmm. And whenever somebody did something, uh, upset a client, you know, or, or lost a client or, or made a mistake that could have lost a client or, you know, anything that had any relationship to the money coming in that would give me the ability to pay off this debt, I lost it because I was living in fear and, and fear is the driver for me for that looking backwards and not loving, you know, what I see. Mm -hmm. it, it's when I look back and I was in flow or in love or, you know, whatever, in gratitude, consciousness, whatever, whatever those words you want to look at. Mm -hmm. um, it's an enjoyable experience. Sure. But when well, I look I at back at the time when I was so mired in fear, it's hard. But, but now current day you is so anti-fear. <laughs> I'm surprised you even used the word because that's how much you don't subscribe to it. So had, had those experiences not happened, right? You probably wouldn't know, or I mean, I'm sure you'd still probably know, but not to the same effect of, you know, how damaging that can be and how much that can change who you are. Oh, wow. Wow. So kind of, kind of almost one of those, you know, had to happen, you know, souls looking for that little tidbit type of deal. So even, yeah. so even having compassion for like a negative change and not necessarily, you know, like a, a negative change, but a negative state. Negative or negative state, temporary negative state. How's that? It was temporary, mm -hmm. but um, yeah, wow, that's what makes us the best teachers, right? Is experience, right? That's why uh, our mission is to play in the energy to become energy masters, right? To learn from the energy, hmm. wow. Right. I just, I literally, so we're dialed in, right? Gonna put this out there because this is a talk show. So we are dialed in energetically to ourselves, to the people that we work. But when you said that, I felt it shift. I felt it happen. I felt a shift. So that's brilliant. You know, so you just never know. That's, and I guess that's the place I wish everybody could get to and understand. You don't have to be an energy worker for your words to have an impact. And so that's why it's so important. And that's why when I'm on Facebook, I type, delete, type, delete, type, delete, because I don't want my words out there creating that kind of an impact, right? Like mm -hmm. I need to be mindful of the power of, of my words. Just yeah, do. You're also like an environmentalist because instead of writing those things down on pieces of paper and throwing them out you can just delete them so nice right <laughs> well you know i mean that's kind of you've heard me say it it's i don't i don't have grandchildren 
I'll never have grandchildren, which means that my legacy ends with my kids who are, you know, in their thirties and forties. I hope the earth lasts that long, but I'm not sure at this moment. Um, so environmentalist in any way, shape or form is a good thing to me. So thank you mm -hmm. for that. Mm -hmm. Um, wow. How fascinating this journey that we're on is, isn't it? I mean, and the, how, how powerful this work is like the, the changes that we can make. We, we did that. Uh, so now shameless plug Friday. Friday night, last Friday night, we did our free, uh, our first free preview of our empowered Friday series. Um, and both of the people that attended, two of the people that attended, both of the people, whatever you want to call it, uh, both of them reported some kind of a shift afterwards. And that was one little take a look at some of the different things we're going to do um, in, in this program. So we are going to do another one on Friday the 2nd, which is in two days, actually. Friday's Wednesday. Woo. Uh, and then the program starts on the 9th of October. So um, it, it's, you know, the power of the work is just incredible. So, so that was my shameless plug for now. I guess it's getting to be time to do the shameless plugs anyway, right? It is. But so do we have any do. final thoughts? on last, last second takeaways. Don't be so rigid. Be like water. <laughs> water is fluid. Water is not rigid. That's right. Be like water. Be like Good water. job. I think I stole that one from Bruce Lee or something like that. So he doesn't <laughs> mind. He's dead. Wow. That's um Yeah, that that you know. I guess the for me, the, the idea of shifting out of the fear, and 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 it takes work to be able to do that, right? But but when I look backwards at the things that really plunged me into fear compared to the things that didn't, <laughs> um, the majority of those fears were irrational in some shape or form, you know. Um, I, I recently read a post from somebody in a mediumship circle group that I'm in and she's a medium studying to be a medium, whatever you want to say. And her granddaughter has been talking to some little kid ghosts in the house. She's like, Oh my God, I don't know what to do. She needs protection. And I'm thinking to myself, really, <laughs> you know, like, Really? So there you go. Um, to me, that's irrational. Like, why are we afraid of things we can't see? Well, because we can't see them. I, I mean, guess. That's, that's, that's the root of all fear, right? Is, is fear I, you know what? You're, you're absolutely right. <laughs> I hate it when you call me on uh, my crap. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't hate it. I, I think... Um, whatever it is, you do it in that way. That's like, hold on a second, you know, back up the truck. Let me just try this again and see if I can come out, you know, go back into alignment with that one. So anyway. Right. But that, I mean, that's having compassion for the change, right. Instead of just being like, no. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yep. Exactly. So um, I get, I guess, you know, I mean, because when I came into this work five years ago, I, I, there were things I was absolutely certain of, and I'm sure that probably 70% of the things I was absolutely certain of have changed now, mm -hmm. you know, uh, people that trigger me. Oh, that's, that's cause they're assholes. Ooh, <laughs> that, this is a talk show. Sorry. Do we have a bleeper? <laughs> no, we don't need one. Okay. It's um, live. Keep it in there. There you go. 
Um, but, but the truth is, you know, and this is the hardest one to embrace, right? This is the biggest change you'll ever embrace. And the most powerful one is the idea that the things that trigger you are about you and point out the things that you need to work on within yourself. Do you know that I sat today and looked at political post after political post and felt nothing? Well, there you go. Like none of the, none of the like the zinging rage that I would feel. I felt, I felt none of it today has been doing on, you know, some work around that. So, mm -hmm. um, you, you have to look at those triggers, triggers, triggers are a valuable tool, but they can make you a tool. So Ooh, identify nice. your triggers, There it is. So. <laughs> identify your triggers and work on them. So now we got two takeaways. Don't wow. be rigid, be water. Reflect in before deflecting out. Yeah. There we go. And then I'm going to get like theme music to put in with this shameless plug thing just because I think it's so funny. <laughs> I think that's a great idea. I know. All exciting things to splurge my creativity on. There we go. All right. What it's Wednesday. Jeez. Thursday. Yeah, I tomorrow, know, right? Tomorrow is Thursday. We have our super. I haven't picked out another E word yet. We're gonna figure it out. Our socially distant energy exploration extravaganzas every Thursday at 7 p.m. CDT and also almost said Mondays, Sundays at 10 a.m. CDT. Uh, we just beat me guys some AK energy. Sometimes there's a meditation. Sometimes there's other things. So that's why they are now energy explorations because it's more fun to be less rigid. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. See, look at that. <laughs> Uh, and then of course every Wednesday we have our talk show next week we are going to be talking about I already lost it uh, uh, karma karma there it is the law of attraction energy frequency and vibration and sort of how they all play with each other nice we'll see if we can we're gonna, we're gonna have to stay on track to get all that out in an hour yeah if we have to, <laughs> if, if we if we have to extend it to a second episode, we we do. That's we can all. do that. We have that power. We are our own executives. No checks <sighs> and balances here. No. Democracy be damned. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, just kidding. Democracy oh, oh, is great. Oh, please let that not be prophetic. Oh, did I say that? <laughs> yep. Anyway, <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, we better get out of here before we get into some real trouble. Uh, like Andrew was talking about earlier, Friday, we have our um, Empowered freebie, Friday. Free Empowered preview. Friday free preview. There it is. And if you were here tonight watching on Facebook or you see it on Facebook later or way later or you go back into the past and watch some of our previous ones, do me a favor because it bothers me. And that's a trigger with me. And I know that since we were just talking about it, but I'd really love to have a custom URL for the YouTube channel. So if you can just head over to YouTube, Empowered Serenity Live, subscribe. That'd be great. And if you can't watch these with your ohos because you're driving and that wouldn't be safe you can always listen to these um on anchor.fm forward slash empowered live and we put all the uh wednesday shows up there on anchor for the podcast and we always have remotes sessions by either angie or myself or property clearing since we're going to be closing up the windows here soon if you haven't done so already good uh, yeah good plan good plan maybe we'll put that out as a special on the empowered serenity page Ooh, um and special. 
If you're listening to us on YouTube and you are also on Facebook, you can pop over to Facebook and, and ask to join the group Empowered Serenity Insiders. Drop the E. We don't use the E. We use the E for all the alliterations. So we are Empowered Serenity. That's right. I um, should make that distinction. I don't think we've done it once. <laughs> well, you know. Um, and then and and that six-week Empowered Fridays program is going to be amazing. So uh, if you have the opportunity on Friday night to join us for the free preview, you should really, you know, think about it because... A, it's free. B, it's fun. C, it'll be a pretty hefty, not healthy, yes, healthy, hefty energy session for you. Um, who knows what we're going to, you know, we always go with what we're guided to do, but the program itself has got six parts and they're, you know, they're already labeled. Um, so join us. That would be fantastic. That would be fantastic. All right. I think we're good on those. Boom. Yep. Awesome. That was Yeah, as always. Indeed. Oh, yeah, really good one, right? Like this one was really good. I really appreciated this one. Um we've been thinking about it for a while too. So mm -hmm. we come up we we've already got next week's uh we've already got next week's on the thumbnail, so to speak. And uh as always, amazing to chat with you. Indeed. Um, and and the truth is that you know we do want to embrace guests on the broadcast. So if you have something you'd like to talk about, please drop it in the comments. Or if you have something that you would like us to you know use as a topic, even if you don't want to be a guest, drop that in the comments too. So that's it for me. I'm Angie. I am Michael, and this was Empowered Live.